Your Victory 91.5, Katie Hurst, her song Limitless, Brian Race, also Ray Haynes joining us today. And let me just say, if you have been with us since the very start today, it's you 7 o'clock. You are a trooper. <laughs> you get a medal, and uh, God bless you. Realistically, we know, though, just the way people consume radio, you're in and out. You might sure. be in the car for 30 minutes here or there. You catch a segment. And I just say all of that to say that this wonderful, life-changing teaching on Pentecost will be up on Victory.Radio at the blog and as a podcast. And at the conclusion of this segment, we'll give you more details. But sure. uh, you, you can catch anything that you wanted to hear again or that you may have missed. And it'll all come up later on this afternoon. It takes a little while to take all of this and convert it and, and uh, bring it to both of those locations. But Tran- Translation, Ray's going to take a nap and he's yes. got to have lunch. So <laughs> after those things, then it gets done. That was very obvious. <laughs> so we're talking about Pentecost, obviously. And once again, this weekend, Sunday night through Monday, is Pentecost on the Jewish calendar. Next Sunday, the 23rd, is Pentecost on the Gregorian calendar. Which one is really Pentecost? Well, neither of them actually uh, do what the Bible says, which is to count 50 days from the, after the Sabbath following uh, Passover. But by sheer accident, the Gregorian calendar actually got it right uh, this year. So if you really want the 50 days after Passover, after the Sabbath, it's actually next week. But if you follow the Jewish calendar, which I tend to, uh, you would uh, uh, celebrate it this particular Sunday. So this is the perfect Pentecost. You actually get two Pentecost days and on two calendars, and it'll actually work real fun. So hopefully you'll have a chance to encounter God and count the Omer and uh, just uh, take some time to really press in. Now, ultimately, when uh, Peter began preaching after the Holy Spirit fell on them in the temple grounds, he spoke of King David whose tomb was right beneath him. Peter quotes David saying, I saw the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body also will live in hope. Now, Peter was pointing out that the gift of tongues was a fulfillment of what King David saw prophetically. And he adds, the Lord said to my Lord, the father said to the son, that is, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool to your feet. Peter was saying that the purpose of the infilling and empowering was happening to cause all the son's enemies to be subjugated, all of Jesus's enemies to be subjugated. The Holy Spirit baptism can occur anytime after Jesus comes to dwell in our heart. He doesn't get buried in our heart. He plants himself in order to bear fruit. We literally become a tree that bears spiritual fruit. All we have to do is ask and receive. Now, sometimes... All right, now I want you to think about this. Counting of the Omer, right? What do we learn? It's waiting, it's patience. It's it's not happening when you think it's gonna happen in a way that you think. So sometimes that includes asking until we receive. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is really all about that journey. And that's why you may have encountered something and have already made it up in your mind, well, this is how it works. I would just challenge you, just shake that off and let God take you to a different place um, that he wants to, not that any man will take you to, but uh, he'll take you to. The nine fruits listed in Galatians 5 all come as a result of life on a tree, which requires us to grow. 
Controlling the tongue is not easy. Our unruly tongues require revival. Amen. Faithfulness, gentleness, goodness, joy, kindness, long-suffering, love, peace, and self-control are all expressed in many ways, but never so beautiful as with the tongue. Proverbs 18 tells us death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Still, there's more to the spirit than tongues or what and how we speak. 1 Corinthians 12 tells us there are many spiritual gifts, including the word of wisdom, word of knowledge, faith, healing, the work of working of miracles, prophecy, discerning of spirits, different kinds of tongues, and interpretations of tongues. The Spirit distributes them individually as He wills. Why does He give them? Well, these nine gifts require us to minister to others in order to use them. That's pretty simple, right? They're not for keeping or storing up, but rather for using and giving away. And Deuteronomy 30 reminds us, But the Word is very near you in your mouth and in your heart that you may do it. Whoops. <laughs> That's scary, huh? Uh, Acts chapter 1. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You've heard from me, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So there has been more conflict throughout church history on this one subject than probably every other issue combined because it's not intellectual and it can't be understood or argued or controlled by man. It requires faith and obedience. The experience was very different for me than it was for Kelly and than it was for Corey. Wait for the promise, no matter how long it takes. No matter what other people experience, don't assume God will do things the same way with you. That just isn't true. Worship him constantly and ask to be filled. It doesn't matter if it takes 20 years. Don't uh, just assume that you've missed him. Uh, you know, keep asking until you get filled. When opportunities arrive for the laying on of hands, have faith and see what happens. Don't stop till you're full. That's my uh, counsel to you. Now, can you be baptized in the Holy Spirit and power without speaking in tongues? That's been a big, uh, since Azusa Street, about a little over 100 years ago, that's been, a, been a, a divisive issue. So my answer to that, if you don't speak in tongues, but obviously have gifts and anointing, then they are coming from God, but not from what is known as the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So yes, you need, in order to uh, be baptized in the Holy Spirit, that evidence of speaking in tongues should be there. So if it isn't, that doesn't mean that you haven't encountered God. It just simply means that you don't have the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You have something else. And that's fine and dandy because God gives us all kind of good gifts. There are the gifts of the Father you find in Romans 12. For as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function. So we being many are one body in Christ and eventually members of one another having then gifts differing according to the graces given to us. Let us use them. If prophecy, then uh, uh, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. Or ministry, let us use it in our ministering. He who teaches in teaching, who exhorts in exhortation, he who gives with liberality, who leads with diligence, who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Those are all gifts of the Father. Gifts of the Son, Ephesians 4, and he himself gave us to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry for the edifying of the body of christ till we all come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the son of god to a perfect man to the measure of the stature of the fullness of christ again it said he himself gave so that's jesus those are gifts of the son 
And now let's talk about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, because some of those sound like they are gifts of the Holy Spirit, right? So 1 Corinthians 12, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all, for to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, uh, to another interpretation of tongues. Uh, one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing each one individually as he wills. And just for a, a point of clarity, uh, to one he gives different kind of tongues, another interpretation. Uh, that means speaking uh, uh, in, a, in a group, in, in a tongue, a prophetic tongue that uh, needs to be interpreted. That's different than the simple, the gift, uh, the baptism of the Holy Spirit in the tongues that come with that. So let me just lay it. It's really simple. One of the wonderful things that technology has given us is uh, the ability to tell when someone has or hasn't been baptized in the Holy Spirit because they can actually uh, do a study of your brain and watch the the speech centers of your of your brain when you speak in English or whatever your known language is, your speech centers in your brain will be activated. When you speak in tongues, the speech centers of your brain are not activated because they're not coming from your brain, they're coming from the Holy Spirit. That's a nice little technology for our, our, our day and our time. So we we see and we know that there is a difference. So there is those who, through various reasons, have chosen to um, manifest that, some of them falsely, some of them intentionally. Uh, whatever you want to slice that, the, the point is, the real is there to receive if you'll just press in. Passover is behind us. Counting the Omer and Pentecost is, be- is almost behind us. But the summer months are, are still ahead, and they're filled with significant dates and, and sad memories. We talked last year in the month of Tammuz that comes up. It was when Moses struck a rock in anger. Uh, the 17th of Camus when the golden calf incident came down and the 3,000 were killed. The month of Av, the 9th of Av, the spies returned with a bad report. And there's just so many things that come in the summer months. And that's the thing is we're all going to face these issues and these challenges. What are we looking for? Psalm 133, once again. Let's be about unity. It says how good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity like the precious oil poured on the head, running down on the beard, running down on Aaron's beard, down on the collar of his robe. It's as if the dew of Hermon were falling on Mount Zion, for there the Lord bestows his blessing, even life forevermore. What is a priest without oil? A friend of mine asked that question. He's unfit to enter the presence of God and his minister. What are the mountains without the dew? They're, they're dry and barren. Being in unity in one accord precedes every moving of God in the church in Scripture, and it certainly means that we have to be in unity with God to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. In order to walk in the things of God, we've got to humble ourselves and allow God to be fully in charge. And I just challenge you, and I pray, Lord Jesus, would you pour out your Holy Spirit as those who are asking, seeking you now, I ask that miraculously and mightily in these days ahead. You would pour out your spirit upon them. You would baptize them in the Holy Spirit with evidence of of speaking in tongues. And then, Lord, you would use them with fruits and gifts and grace that will bring transformation and revival to the earth. In Jesus' name, amen. Ask and you shall receive.